and O for Friday, September 9, the 252nd day of 2022. There are 113 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll have your Cougar Sports Report, and we'll have the water cooler question. Your chance to win that and a whole lot more coming up today. You're on in the No, settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. In your vocabulary, and in my vocabulary, there are about 60,000 words. Okay. You buy that? Yeah. 98% of human conversation, though, is made up of only 4,000 words. <laughs> so that leaves 56,000 words that we don't really need. And this says humans use the extra words to display their intelligence to potential mates. You buy that? I do buy that. So now I, I, it suddenly explains it all. It is kind that, of does. Is that yes. what it is? It all makes perfect sense now. That's funny. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Aberdeen. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. I thought I'd at least, uh-huh. you know, Aberdeen's we'll slightly see, better. Aberdeen than... at about 4.45 this afternoon is going to be a place that I don't necessarily enjoy, but at about 10.15, I'm going to be loving seeing hard, Aberdeen. Hard to get through Aberdeen, too. You know, it's kind of a challenge through that stretch. You got that weird weird stop flight. That's uh, right. Yeah, you got to yeah, almost have to go away from, have to point your nose away from Butler uh-huh. County to get to. Yeah, it's all confusing. Uh-huh. I know you're going to say that the most popular football team would be the Cincinnati Bengals. The most, oh, I know. The most popular team is is the team that they so-called call, call themselves America's team, but I don't know about that. You still think they are still the biggest? Oh, probably. Think they're the most popular? Without, yeah. So what do you think is the least popular NFL team as we get ready to kick off the NFL season? Interesting answer. It's actually the Chargers. That wouldn't. That would have probably been in my next couple of guesses. Moving to LA in 2017, it's going to take some time before they can build up a solid fan base. And the Rams are already there. Mm -hmm. And LA is such a crossroads, and between the Raiders, and so it's just hard for the Chargers to shoehorn a fan base out of Southern California. But eventually, it might happen. But you know, success helps to. uh, And they'll be good. Success helps to rethink the Chargers. Will be good. Uh The Rams didn't look so good last. Last night, but uh, maybe yeah, it's the first game of the season. Maybe Liam Cohen yeah. wants to come back to Kentucky after <laughs> well, last night. Rich Rich Gangarello might have something else. To Can say we just have that. them both? Can we just? T- I mean, two surely, offensive coordinators. Sure, sure. What could go wrong? Clouds, heat, humidity increase today. We're going to see humidity and clouds increasing. Rain will return tomorrow morning. It will last off and on through the weekend. We'll see highs in the seventies tomorrow and Sunday. We'll see a cold front move into the region. 
Sunday, rain chances are going to increase. Heavy rain is possible at times on Sunday. We'll see drier weather expected for the beginning of next week. Temperatures will be more mild. Uh, Monday and Tuesday's high, just about 75. Increasing clouds today, a high of 88. Rain chance 20% under mostly cloudy skies tonight, 69. Scatter showers tomorrow and a high of 80. We, just like most of the world today are commemorating the loss of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. It was this time yesterday we shared with you that there was something there was something subtle in the language that the medical professionals surrounding the queen there was something something significant yet subtle about the language that just kind of led me to believe this was the end of the earthly line for Queen Elizabeth and I think the posturing was then yesterday it was just a matter of hours because of the rate in which the family were gathering at Balmoral in Scotland and then it was announced yesterday afternoon. I, I love the the simplicity in which it was posted on the gates at Buckingham Palace just in basically a one sentence and uh, had the date. You know, it just mm-hmm. said the Queen peacefully passed at Balmoral in Scotland and it said uh, 8, the, the, 8, 8th September 2022. And I think it said the Notice. King will return to London tomorrow. Yeah, yes, exactly. And so going back hundreds and hundreds of years that's the way that they communicated you know the news of the day would be on the palace gates and so the, and and say what you will about whether the monarchy serves its purpose or not or whether it's just a dog and pony show or whatever it is the continuity of it the tradition the pomp of it the prestige of it i think is it's certainly what is appealing to me because i'm a i'm an i'm an american i'm a united states citizen i am not a subject of the queen but yet in my lifetime the queen has always and in i read a stat this morning that 9 of 10 people were born 9 of 10 people on earth so 90% of people on earth were born after the queen ascended to the throne so for 90% of people on earth she's just she's been there mm-hmm. on the throne i mean as a 25 year old mother almost 26 she you know she um found herself in a sudden amount of change at the death of her father she was in africa when she, she found out she's like kenya yeah you you're the queen mm-hmm. and so uh it's so the the world just kind of stopped to uh pay the, tribute it was very interesting seeing the bbc's coverage too it is it's got a some of the some of the american media has uh, a very somber kind of uh, tone to it but the bbc, but the BBC is even is, more they've been preparing for this for sure I mean, it's it's. I mean, I, I just love to see all of the footage that they have. Just they've had ready for how many years and so on, because they never knew when, when they would need it. it. Just like for all of us, it's a matter. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Mm-hmm. And you want to be prepared for that eventuality. And there's, I mean, there are news organizations here in America that have at the ready for when certain people do pass. Absolutely, uh, the the number of, like fourteen American presidents, uh, six popes. Um, uh, it was a bunch of prime ministers. It mm-hmm. was, you know, the number that had served uh, her, had formed a government in her in her honor. But now, um, okay, I mean, heck, they just got a new one Tuesday. Yeah, Monday? absolutely. It's got a new prime minister, and now, and she met 
you know, uh-huh. they, they're the well, that's probably the final public photograph of the queen uh-huh. was meeting Liz was meeting Liz Truss. So if you like the pomp and the circumstance and the procedure, the 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 pageantry, then it it for me it lends to okay, what's next? Because I've. Most of us, again, 90% of humans on Earth have never seen this this transpire in England. So what happens next? Well, obviously, Prince Charles is now King Charles. Uh, King Charles III is his mm-hmm. official uh, title, and he re- arrived at Buckingham Palace uh, just uh, hours ago. Uh, 15 prime ministers is what it was. I found I had a, I had a note set aside. So... What is operating now is called Operation London Bridge. Mm-hmm. In preparation of uh, in preparation of this day, there is a well detailed plan on what will happen and the timing and where and who. And so, Operation London Bridge has been in effect. It's the all hands protocol, and it details instructions on how to handle the first ten days of Her Majesty's passing, and dictates how the throne will be transitioned to Prince Charles, which has already happened uh, or is happening today. And we'll tell you about that in just a moment. Yesterday was referred to internally as D Day, so today is D plus one. Her funeral will be D plus ten. So yesterday, before they notified the world internally within the Queen's, it was London Bridge is down. Mm-hmm. And so that was the that was the internal language that basically communicated this has happened. Now everybody knows your role. You know your part. Now execute the plan. So the accession council will meet today at St. James Palace, which will officially proclaim Charles, the new sovereign, but there will not be a coronation until probably sometime in 2023. So there's plenty of time for that. And they will read this royal proc, they will read this proclamation and the royal exchange in the city of London, confirming Charles as king. Now, as for the queen, the queen's coffin will be returned to Buckingham Palace tomorrow. It will arrive to the throne room. Uh, with an altar, the pall, the royal standard, four grenadier guards standing watch. Day five, a procession through London will take her from Buckingham Palace over to the Palace of Westminster. And with a service at Westminster Hall after its arrival, she'll lie there in state for three days. Then her coffin will go to, on day five, a procession through, with her coffin will be raised in the middle of Westminster Hall, open to the public 23 hours a day. If the plan is followed, the funeral will be on the 10th day at Westminster Abbey, which will be the first funeral of a British monarch there since 1760. Wow. So, um, and I know I saw President Biden's already planning on going. Yeah, I, I mean, gotta it'll that's be gonna a, be a who's who. It'll be a Justin Trudeau, like all the mm-hmm. all the world's leaders will will be there, and um, it it's going to be interesting to uh, watch. I, I fear, I, I think even I, you know, I'm kind of fascinated with it today, mm-hmm. but I think there will be some level of fatigue set in mm-hmm. by the tenth day. But I told you, Britain's former Prince Charles is now officially His Majesty King Charles the Third as one of I think the oldest monarch. 
Yes. So we had the longest serving monarch in British history, and now he's the oldest monarch to ascend to the throne. Did you see the photograph of the double rainbow yesterday? I did. See right that, before yeah. the right before it was announced to the public, I thought it was um, it was poetic the way that that uh, the way that happened that that double that double rainbow, and now the succession order has changed a you know a little bit slightly. So Prince William obviously is the heir apparent. He's on deck. He is on deck, and. He better be ready because it's it's not going to be twenty years. You know, it's going to be it's going to be uh, a shorter amount of time. Prince George is next. Princess Charlotte is after that. Prince Louis. So all in that William Kate mm-hmm. line. Then if something happens in that, then Harry gets back in his shot. He can come <laughs> back to the royal family, and then it would go to Archie, and then it would go to Lilibet. Mm-hmm. Then if we run out of those, then you get Ed, the Edward and the Andrew lines, and they're like, oh, we don't want any of that Andrew line mm-hmm. back in there. So it, I, it, I did see the the graphic. I think like somebody is twenty fourth right now in succession. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so so you're saying there's a chance. Um, Gotta I have 23 members of my family and nobody else be born. I will say Elizabeth II, if you wanted it saved, she saved the monarchy. Her her 70-year reign, I'll never forget that. And it's, uh, it's, it's featured in The Crown. When she gives her initial speech in Kenya and she says, All of my life, whether it be long or short... Will be spent in service to that, and she and she did that, and she's had to navigate some real the di- all the marriages that have blown up, all of the 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 Megan thing, the Harry, the Andrew thing, but she's been she's figured out she has a three and four seventy five percent of the royal of uh, British people are grateful and appreciative of the way that the Queen is handling business. And did you see the video of? of- one of her former guards was telling the story of her where it was it was I think a few years ago they were walking outside of the home that she passed away in and an American couple walked up and they didn't recognize her <laughs> but they were just talking with her and, and said like oh uh, you know how long have you been coming up here and she said oh since I was a little girl and they said oh well you've, have you ever met the queen <laughs> and the guy that was with her was one of her bodyguards and she said well no but he has uh, but so he they uh, and she said and they said well can we take a picture with him and they handed her the oh camera my. to oh. take a picture with the bodyguard. Yeah, that's and, fabulous. Yeah, it was a it really good great. story. It and apparently she had still the wit. Uh, and, and I think she told us the couple left. She said, oh, I can't wait until they go back and somebody sees uh, the picture. And, somebody, and then they say. Somebody who knows says, do you know what you just. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, she's also been a she's also been a statement for when you when you want to say something important happened. You like say the Queen of England. You know, what, what are we going to have to call the Queen of England? And so it's just a. A placeholder, um, and then she was a good sport more recently when she had tea with Paddington Bear for the new Paddington movie. So oh, she was a good sport. So it's you can find the clips of that. But so the Paddington people offered a very nice tribute yesterday, you know, since they had recently had tea with one another. So anyway, it's just the, those stories will continue to uh, be told in the in the coming days. So I think it's you know something to be. Something to be uh, regarded. Governor Bashir gave updates on recovery efforts from the historic July flooding in eastern Kentucky and also the December tornado outbreak in western Kentucky yesterday in his weekly press conference. Today is the nine-month anniversary of the tornado outbreak in... Um, 
Graves he, County in that area. These pictures are really cool. I don't know if you saw these. I know we can go quick, but this the is like before, before and after. Yeah. It's like the same thing, mm-hmm. but just showing on how much what it looked like nine months ago or basically nine months ago today and what it looks like you know how much progress has been made he noted that the flood toll death the flood death toll is still at 39 they're still missing for still looking for the two women um from uh breathitt county he says there are 262 power outages in that area that's down from twenty-seven thousand at its peak all drinking water systems are back online, uh, but few have limited operations, et cetera. So they're, I mean, they've made a lot. In five weeks, they've made uh, a really huge strides. There's still 345 people still being housed at state parks. And then, as you saw, if you saw the photos, I, none of us will ever say things are back to normal in western Kentucky. But the photographs suggest it's getting harder and harder to tell that the the chaos and catastrophe that was dealt to them in early December. We're headed to, I mean, the one of the worst spots yeah, next week, a week you? from today. <clears throat> We're headed to Mayfield, so we'll, yeah. we'll be on the northern end of, of where it all ha- happened, but I'm sure we'll still see some of the remnants. Residents in parts of eastern Kentucky covered by the presidential disaster declaration, they're doing something slightly different. FEMA is allowing some repairs with government funds to privately owned driveways, roads, and bridges. So I, I thought it was... Again, going back to those things that you don't really consider, FEMA and disaster declarations will sometimes give you money to try and rebuild your home or loans. Or, But a lot of times they say, well, that's for your home. That's not for the infrastructure. Well, if you've ever tried to get to some of these homes and locations in eastern Kentucky, you can see if you don't have a bridge or you don't have a road, there's no sense in having a home. Mm-hmm. You can't be airlifted into it. So they're having to make slight changes in their normal protocols on how they approach things to try and get people through this, uh, get people through this season. L plays tonight in uh, football. They're on the road. Is Central Florida in Orlando? It is. That's where the Citrus Bowl, they play at the Citrus Bowl. That's right. So uh, the Cards win in week two? No. They don't. The Reds won yesterday in kind of dramatic fashion at Wrigley. They won, um, uh, well, India had a big hit in the top of the ninth Mm -hmm. yesterday, and so then they held held on to win, so they, what, Gone up to Milwaukee to play the Brewers this weekend. That that sounds right. Is that that what, sounds yeah, right. Yeah, I think. <laughs> are you telling me you're not paying attention uh, to not the as, Reds? Not schedule? as close. Not I as mean, it's, it, listen. <laughs> you got a job to do or it's something? Bengals. No, I, <laughs> I mean, I see where your where your focus is. Um, so anyway, you kind of caught up um, at least on the headlines of the day. But the Cougar Sports Report is coming up. Go hang around here on in the know. Today is Wonderful Weirdos Day. For some reason, it seems very appropriate. I don't know why. Uh, it is also Sudoku Day today. I stink at that. I think it's. I think you could probably get good with practice. I think it's just a little intimidating to get started. Tomorrow is TV Dinner Day. Okay. 1953, Swanson uh, changed the prepackaged meal business. Well, they had a bunch of leftover stuff and said, what are we going to do with these things? Mm-hmm. And so they put it into the TV dinner. Tomorrow is also National Hot Dog Day. Do, then, do you like a good hot dog? It is, yeah. Don't use it for a straw, though. That's poor form. Did you ever see that video? I, Did we show the video? It's terrible. Uh, Sunday is Patriot Day. 
formerly 9-11 Remembrance Day. Sunday is also Emergency Number Day, 9-11. And then Sunday is also No News is Good News Day, so a day to step back from step back from the news. Now, tomorrow is East Main Market. The September version rolls into Litchfield. And uh, I guess I do want to put you on notice that because of the potential dynamic weather situation, they are awaiting to see whether they're going to divert the location. And if they do divert the location, I believe they have the uh, large pavilion at the Grayson County Fairgrounds uh, queued up in case they need to. And so they will be making that decision uh, perhaps later today or into tomorrow morning. And so just watch all of our various, you know, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or uh, have it on the news for you, et cetera. So we will let you know if they change location. I guess I would just say if you show up on East Main and go, hey, what in the world's going on here? Then you know where the backup location is. So that will um, head to the fairgrounds. Okay. I was curious as to where the backup. Riley Gray, Sweet Tea. Trio Fireside Collection. I heard are, some of that Fireside Collection. I thought that's rootsy. That's good. Of course, that's the good. food trucks, vendors, mm-hmm. uh, all good, that good stuff. Zach Attack's going to be there. That's what I heard. So Zach Attack will uh, he'll suss out all the good food. Listen, if there's one man that will eat the food trucks, in fact, two men because he's with one other than Alex C. Cook. Mm-hmm. And I mean that combination mm-hmm. of food trucks and those two, we might have to roll them out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Get yeah. the dolly. Absolutely. Well, is do they sell an armband for the food trucks? Because we might because we'll go broke if we're doing it on a per per item basis. <laughs> if they do, I mean, Alex Cook. <laughs> if you ever need to know reviews on concession stands at high school games. Yeah, that, that's the man to talk right. to. That's good. He, well, he clearly didn't learn that skill from the Strawberry Queen, so we know where he gets that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's good. Uh, let's kind of uh, a shortened week because of Labor Day, but still been a very active week when it comes to Cougar sports. So, kind of focus on our Cougar sports report for the week. Uh, we've been uh, we've been uh, inadvertently mentioning it, but also directly mentioning it. The Cougars are on the road to Butler County tonight. They will face the Bears. Locker room show 6.30. Kickoff is at 7. These teams, Sam, are not strangers to one another. They are are old nemeses or nemesi, however you prefer to say. 36 all-time matchup, and it's been close, too. Cougars lead the series 19-16. to 16. So it's, it, it just shows that I like that when you have a rivalry that's it's kind of almost 50-50. Shows that it's, uh, you know, you're always in for a good treat when these two teams m- match up on the gridiron. Yeah, and, you know, there's just, I don't know what it is. Um <laughs> There, there's the Edmondson County rivalry, and it's a little bit different in ways. But the Butler County rivalry is 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 different, but still very distinct. Like mm-hmm. there's just something about when these two schools match up. There's you can tell it. Oh yeah, you, you know they're just it just means a little extra. And, and I've been trying to, and I'm not creative enough to come up. We need like a, a we got the tobacco bowl. We need something. You know what the Battle of '79 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Something in between. <laughs> I, I wish that Grace County was on the Green River because you could get, get creative with that. But. Yeah. Well, of course, you know, the shared community between the two would be something similar to Welch's Creek or something. So, you could, you know, you could be the, you know, the the Battle of Welch's Creek. Or I don't know. You, you, it's like there might be something there. Mm-hmm. But so close. 
close between the two, 1916. Let's, uh, let's kind of circle back a little bit before we get too far into Butler County. What was your takeaway last week? I know it was a good game. It was. Um, but, but there are no moral victories like, oh, well, we lost in overtime. But when you look back, it's still a, still a loss. What's the, what's the tenor of the Cougar team at the moment? I, I mean, the, there's definitely. I mean, it, it's it's a weird time right now because I mean you've, you're now one and two. You've lost back to back games. Two weeks ago, you lost to Barron County in a game that really nothing really went right. It was just not a great night for the Cougars. And then last week, you came back against a good McLean County team and lose in overtime in a hostile environment. You know, one of those games, especially when it's overtime, play here, play there, and and you win the game. And uh, so they lose. But now they got an opportunity against Butler County. Um, who's a good team. I mean, probably similar to a McLean County that, you know, if you, because I think that's the thing with McLean last week. If you play that game 10 times, it's maybe five and five, six and four. You know, it, it's it's very even, and I think you're going to see something similar tonight against Butler County where uh, really anything could happen. The Bears hung 48 points on Breckenridge County last week. Do I read into that what? It it appears I should read into it. Uh, Tigers are a little down this year. Okay, um, I know that they've still yet to score on the on the young seasons. They've lost, but they've played some tough teams as well. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, read into it what you want. But uh, the Bears have also beaten Edmondson, and they've also beaten Russellville. Russellville, though, they lost a lot from last year's uh, runner up team in the state. So it should be a good game tonight, is what you're saying. That's my hope. Okay. That's my hope. All right, Cougars one and two, as you mentioned. Hunter Felty is uh, leading the charge at the quarterback spot for the Cougars. House is. Uh season shaping up after three weeks 24 48 378 yards five touchdowns uh he's he's been good i think that uh, i know coach jones still thinks that there is another level that that he can reach to and i think the hope is, is that maybe a game against butler county you know you get the rivalry in there that extra level of oomph to it could maybe bring that out of him uh, but also in the backfield uh jaron van meter has kind of been turned into this like weapon as well you might see him in the backfield you might see him in the slot as a receiver as well and he's He's only about five foot five, maybe five six if he, if he's if he's feeling tall that day. Yeah. But he plays much bigger, and he's one of those kids that he plays like he's about six nine. He's not going to let anybody beat him. He's a tough nosed kid. But then in the backfield as well, last week two players got their first career start in the backfield: Conrad Raymond and also Tegan Piggott, who's a freshman, got some a uh, couple of carries back against McLean County last week. And you could see both of them in the backfield tonight. Interesting. I guess I saw those names on your notes, and I. I thought, well, those are names I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, never, never heard those names. So, they're probably names we're going to uh, going to hear about going forward. What do we need to know about Butler County? Who's the? There surely be somebody named Embry. Uh, you know, it, here's the shocking part. Is no that, Phelps. Oh well, there is a Phelps okay. as a starting quarterback. No, I was going to say, but there's not a Fleener on the roster. No Fleener, Phelps. There's one Phelps. There's, there's a Fleener on the coaching staff, so okay. I guess they still they still had, maybe that's why they kept him around. But Garrett Phelps <laughs> is a starting quarterback, seven of fifteen passing, 180 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. He's also rushed for a pair of touchdowns. But you got to know this rushing attack for Butler County. Brody Hunt and Colton Dunnels both have 288 yards rushing. They uh, each have 288 yes, exactly. Yes, one has. 
Yeah, but uh, Hunt has done it in less carries. So he's averaging like 12 yards a carry. He's, he's having a really good season. Combined for nine touchdowns. Bears defense, though, has been a lot better as well this week uh, this year. Uh, they're one of only 11 teams in the entire state to have allowed less than 20 points through the first three games of the year. Yeah, but it helps that one of those games was against Brett County. Yeah, yeah, and one of them was against Edmondson, who's a little bit down this year as well. And then Russellville. Yeah. So, I mean, you read into it what you want, but I still think this Bears defense is, is not what you saw a couple of years ago where the Cougars were able to move up and down the field against them. Right. All right, before we kind of button up, uh, before we button up uh, football, let's talk about volleyball this week. Uh, they had their five-game uh, winning streak and 15 straight set streaks snapped. Uh, would that happen on Wednesday? Close loss to North Harden on Wednesday. Uh, it was 2 to nothing was the score, but both of those sets, I think it was 25-21, 25-23, so both really close. And then they lost to Apollo last night as well. But they've only played one home game this year. Which, really? is, which is unbelievable. Just the way that the schedule has lined up. So they get to come home this week and play three games. So you'll be home all three? Yes. Oh, okay. Mead at home on Monday. Whitesville Trinity at home on Tuesday, which we will be broadcasting. And then on Thursday, they will get Ohio County. I think that's right. What what about Lady Cougar soccer? Uh, They lost to Taylor in Muhlenberg County earlier in the week, but last night at home beat McLean County 3-1. They will travel to Meade County on Monday evening in in a tough, tough match against a district opponent. What about boys soccer? Boys soccer beat Butler County 10-0 on K105 Digital Productions on uh, Tuesday. Uh, Colton Glenn had his first career hat trick in that match. It was good to see that the Cougars have a good offensive showing. It was a really good match. Uh, They will be at Barrington County on Monday. Is there a 10-goal rule? Ten goal, yeah, mercy. In yes. soccer, there is uh-huh. mercy. In, in in, but it has to be in the second half. Gotcha. So in, in the first half, you can you can put up as many as you want. All right. Uh, I understand the Cougar golf team was scheduled to play LaRue County, but maybe a sudden they were actually, change. Actually, that was uh, Warren East yesterday that they were supposed to play. I mean, oh, okay. I, that was a, a little typo there. Uh, they were supposed to play yesterday, ended up getting canceled. I think Warren East ended up having something else that they had to compete in. But uh, next <laughs> I was up, say they got a better offer or I was something say, else they want. We want to go fishing th- Yeah, they had, uh, I think, like the Bowling Green teams had something that they played in or something in, instead. So they are going to end up playing at Warren East next week. I guess the odd thing about golf is that it gets started early you know it gets it gets started before school starts Mm -hmm. so therefore you know they get get into the postseason quickly i mean regions are just around the corner already a week from monday they will be playing in the the regions and the lady cougars will be playing on monday at home against ohio county in what i believe is their final home match of the year all right so what about uh cross country update me on them i know you like good cross country team or events names and i think we need to go talk to our friends in Owensboro because they just had the Owensboro Invitational. Like, uh, come on, we, we, yeah. we can do better than that. But Stodgy. It sounds yeah, kind of like it's they just too basic. Kind of tea and crumpets, highbrow. Uh-huh. We're Owensboro, so we'll just be the Invitational. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Uh, but boys had a really good outing. They finished fourth overall. Peyton Nash and Houston Brooks finished second and third. Good. So they, they dominated. Uh, Lexi Logson was the top finisher for the Lady Cougars. She finished in 39th. They'll be at the Fairgrounds Frenzy tomorrow. Where's the Fairgrounds? Hardin Where's County. The, Hardin County Fairgrounds. Hardin County Fairgrounds. Which Fairgrounds Frenzy? That's a good name. That's not good too name. bad. Uh, it's, it's alliterative, uh-huh. so it's pretty good. I'd, I'd like, I need one more in there. Like I need, mm-hmm. I need something Fun. Fairgrounds f- Frenzy. It could be even like a PH. Uh-huh. You know, it could be a PH 
word. Well, but it's it would central need hard to, 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 to it. So the Bruins, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't no, it doesn't, doesn't it doesn't work in there. But I need I need something. I'm Fairgrounds frenzy could go from pretty good to great mm-hmm. with one more word in there. But of course, you know that's uh, Fairgrounds are along I sixty five there, mm-hmm. uh, south of Elizabethtown. So that uh, that'll be all right. So you're um, I did get tickled at your Cougar conversations this week. Uh, you sat down with a well, from from last week that mm-hmm. has been available this week. You sat down with a couple of the lady Cougar volleyball players. Yeah, Lily Payne and Emily Butler. It's it's a good conversation. The, we, their we, answers we, are always interesting. Yeah. Yes, you know. I like it. And I like doing at the end, we do what we call kind of like a speed round where we kind of get some some different questions and we throw at them after getting some, mm-hmm. some more serious ones out of the be- out of that. But it's fun to also have them take some shots at some teammates, which is always fun for them. Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, what do we have to look forward to Cougar Conversations-wise tonight? We're going to head back to the pitch. I'm going to talk to Cougar Soccer. I mean, Colton Glenn, he had a hat trick earlier in the week, so he said, why not? Uh, let's let's talk to him. And I got, you know, we, we, we're in the radio business. we got to give the good tease. I asked him, he's played for three Cougar Soccer head coaches, Ethan Sulzman, Josh Baldwin, Kenny Fukuhara. I said, okay, all three of them have a Royal Rumble. Who wins? <laughs> and uh, he, has a, he had a good answer. He had a good he answer. He did have a good answer. So. Um, okay. And a good reasoning behind it, but uh, I think that Josh the person... Josh Baldwin has been to military training, though. He's received... Ba- like, Josh Baldwin has been trained to kill people. That might have been his his, his, his part of his reasoning. Okay. But, uh, well, I mean, I and, and then I, I felt bad for who he picked would be the first one out. <laughs> okay, but there's a little bit of a size size difference between can't wait between to, those three. I can't wait to hear that. That'll be uh, that'll be good. Halftime tonight. Cats are on the road at Gainesville tomorrow. Jordan Wright's back, so mm-hmm. at least they solved that part of the riddle. But still, probably no Chris Rodriguez. Uh, how do you feel? Twenty four hours and some change out from Cats at Gainesville. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I I don't know that there's a result that would surprise me. I think the only result that would really surprise me is if Kentucky rolled them. Oh yeah, that's probably uh, that, not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I see that. I think it's going to be a close game, and it's all going to depend on the shoulders of Will Levis. Yeah. I think it's it's can he make the play? Because, I mean, you think when Kentucky won there, was it four years ago? Yes, down down four years swamp, ago. Terry Wilson made those plays. Right. And and that's the question is, can Will Levis make those plays tomorrow night? They'll open up the playbook tomorrow that they didn't open up last week. So you'll get you'll see different things tomorrow that mm-hmm. you did not see last week against Miami of Ohio. So until you see that, it's going to be uh, it's going to be going to be hard to know. But uh, is it as big a game as others say it is? Or I think it's is a, it a make or break? not necessarily a break, but it could be a make. Oh, well, without a season. doubt, without a doubt. And and for Will Levis, he can make himself a ton yeah, of money tomorrow can, night. He can make millions of dollars tomorrow, depending upon how he looks against Richardson. So very good. Uh, locker room show at 6.30 tonight? 6.30, the, the Cougs and the Bears. All right. Godspeed to and fro uh, Butler County tonight. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got the water cooler question. Plenty more on the way here on In the Note. Did you know Tic Tacs got their name from the sound they make when tossed around in their container? Makes sense. Yeah, they do make sounds. So it makes me wonder, does that mean they completed the packaging of them before they printed the labels? They put them in the container and then said, What do we call the what do we call these things? Mm-hmm. 
And as I said, what do we call these things? They made the sound and went, we'll call them Tic Tacs. Yeah, that was like a last resort out of Memo's purse at church. Oh, yeah. Because they made noise. Mm-hmm. So she would dig for something else to pass to you before it would be the thing of Tic Tacs. Sure. Yeah. But, but it was. I tell you, last time I had a Tic Tac. But it was a slippery slope because did you want to unwrap the candy and hear the rapper, shh, mm-hmm. or the little. Mar- the little maraca sound of the tic tac. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. If you really get, you know, into the praise and worship service, you, know, you can use your tic tacs as mm-hmm. a percussion. Shh, 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 shh. No, okay. I must be remembering that from something Misty told me she did. She used her tic tacs as right. a, as a. Oh, they they took her tambourine and her tic tacs away from her, so she couldn't make <laughs> she couldn't make sounds. Here's today's okay. water cooler question. I don't think Misty. I think she'd be creative enough to find another thing to make sounds. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, If you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win by playing the water cooler question. And you will text your answer to 270-259-6000, And the number, uh, the question is this. People who do this regularly are happier than those who don't. People who do this regularly are happier than those who don't. Two seven zero two five nine six thousand. The way you're laughing makes me think that. Are you I laughing at the so answer? Bro- it's so broad. Uh, it is right so broad. Well, I'm, laughing I'm not at even the- going to bother to write anything down. I'm laughing at the answer. I'm laughing at the possibilities of answers. And uh, but when this lady over here hears the answer, she's gonna she's gonna know she should have written it down. People who do this regularly are happier than those who don't. Text the answer to 270-259-6000. The weekend movie premieres. A couple new things at the cinema this weekend, should you be so inclined, if I can find my list. Barbarian. R-rated horror thriller starring Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, and Justin Long. And Medieval, an R-rated history drama starring Ben Foster, Matthew Good, Sophie Lowe. I don't know anyone in either of those movies. Justin Long sounded familiar. I don't even know why. Justin Long. Speaking of movies, you all know how dear Forrest Gump is to me. Tom Hanks ended up on a podcast recently when he was asked about the possibility of a Forrest Gump sequel. And he said, I will say that with a long time in between, we did take a stab at talking about another Forrest Gump that lasted all of 40 minutes. And then we said, never. He said, guys, come on. This is basically say, you don't, there are those movies that you don't mess with, and that is one of them. Uh, it, it, it even wouldn't make sense. He said, a smart thing I did is I've never signed a contract that had a contractual obligation to a sequel. I've always said, if there's a reason to do it, let's do it, but you guys can't force me. He said, there is that natural inclination 
that is one of pure commerce that says, hey, you just had a hit, so do it again and you'll have a hit. So that's been that's very wise on his part. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, just let let the circumstance dictate if it's the right move rather than there being some obligation that says, Hey, you signed up for this two movie deal, so you gotta do it. So I think that's uh, that is smart. You'd probably recognize Justin Long. He was in the T V show Ed from the early two thousands and then he also was in Dodgeball. <laughs> I would pro- but he's not like a star, right? No, I mean he, he he's got a distinctive and that's what he looks like. Okay, yeah, I kind of remember that. I kind of recognize that guy. By the oh. way, before I forget, East Main Market is a go in its original location. Good. So okay. weather is looking better, and so East Main Market will continue on East Main, so we don't have to call it Fairgrounds Market. Mm-hmm. Fairgrounds Frenzy. They could just take that, right? <laughs> well, now that would be confusing, though, Sam, <laughs> because people wouldn't know. Well, which which one do uh, which one do I go to? What else do you? Ne- oh. It's weird how losses occur. They come in they come in multiples. So the world is talking today about the loss of Queen Elizabeth II and rightly so. But interesting that Bernard Shaw who is was part of that original to, to me the original CNN cast has passed at age 82. The thing I will always remember Bernard Shaw for is that he was, as far as I'm concerned, and I and I think I'm correct, he was the first person to broadcast a war, a televised war live. Now, in Vietnam, we had people who were embedded and we saw news coverage of it, but it was edited. It was not using a satellite truck or any of those things. But the way that Iraq, uh, Iraqi freedom, that Desert Storm and all those happened, we were able to watch them live. We were able to see it happening on television. And Bernard Shaw and Wolf Blitzer were the voices that painted the pictures of what was going on on CNN. And so that's what I will always remember Bernie Shaw for is um, is actually being involved with uh, the Operation Desert Storm and covering it live. The Crown is, out of respect for Queen Elizabeth, is going to pause their shooting schedule. I think that makes sense you know there's going to be a if you haven't binge watched that and you know you're interested and intrigued about queen elizabeth and her life that would be a good way to spend your weekend uh you will get up to you'll get up to speed it's an easy it's an easy watch it's an informative watch (laughs) as far as i'm concerned and then this Earlier. We were talking about Kelly Clarkson yesterday. She said she has a new album coming out, and I gave her some pause. Well, they're apparently rebooting 9 to 5. And so Kelly Clarkson has redone 9 to 5, and it gets Dolly's seal of approval and her blessing. Well, she's in it. Dolly is in it, but I mean, Dolly is nothing but supportive of Kelly Clarkson's take on the song. Nine to five. Yeah, there she is in the background. 
it's it's interesting. It's not bad. It's not bad. I think it can still be a commercial hit today. The original one couldn't be a pop hit today. Sing it, Dolly. Nine to five is on my walking list. That piano pumping in the beginning is unmistakable. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Why is it that it's perfectly acceptable that you bite an ice cream sandwich? But if you bite ice cream, people look at you like you're a psychopath. Because the ice cream sandwich, you have the the cookie that like braces your teeth. But it's not much of a barrier. Like, it's not really a... No one said, boy, I'm almost going to need a knife on this ice cream sandwich. I think because ice cream, you use a spoon and you're conditioned like to not bite things that are on a spoon. Okay. If you were using a fork to eat your ice cream, maybe you would bite. All right. But what about like if it's in cone form? Well, now that I can't explain. You don't just like bite the end off of the cone. You got to lick it or you got, you know, it just seems like, but it's, but no one says, Ooh, you just bit into that ice cream sandwich. But they would look at you and go, you just bit your ice cream. Mm, I think it's because of the, because uh, of the little, you get the, because I mean, the the cookie is not as cold as the ice cream itself. And plus, actually, an ice cream cone, you're biting into a, I mean, like a tennis ball sized thing of ice cream or an ice cream sandwich. It's what, maybe a centimeter thick? I actually lick my ice cream sandwich you do. prior to biting, like Ten- the edge. Tennis ball. Get I mean, the program, Sam. We're talking softball. softball? Okay. Come well, still, does that, I mean, <laughs> doesn't on. make it any better? It, it doesn't. Uh, no one knew. We had a bunch of guesses, but no one knew people who nap oh. are often are I, happier than those yes. who don't. I, I put meditate. So I was, I was <laughs> people, in the right. People who nap oh. are happier than those, yes, we than are. those who don't. Here's the other ponderance, Sam. Will Giselle be at Tom's first game this weekend? Mm. Can I be honest? I think there's trouble in Giselle and Tom Land. Could could not care less. You could, you're not no. even you're not even the least a little bit intrigued. No, I mean, but for for a guy that seems to have the perfect life, does uh-huh. it make you some level? Is there some level no. of satisfaction? And I was like, he has problems just no, like I, everyone I else. Yeah, I don't even care if he's there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't. All right. I don't. On NBC tonight. There's the, only one quarterback that I care about right now, and his name is Joe Burrow. The season two <laughs> premiere of College Bowl on CMT, the season two finale of CMT Campfire Sessions. The Creative Arts Emmy Awards are on FX tomorrow. Monarch is a Fox series premiere on Sunday. It has nothing to do with the Monarch that we've just been talking about. House of the Dragon, episode four on Sunday. And uh, by the way, you fell asleep during. Yep. Um, I told brother, you I was tired, and it was two hours. You're going to need to. You're going to need to go back and watch. And yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Because uh, there will be another Big Brother on Sunday evening. Yes. So no spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers, but you definitely need to go watch. Today's highlight in history: This day, 1957, President Eisenhower signed the first Civil Rights Bill. In 1776, the Second Continental Congress made the term "United States" official, replacing "United Colonies." California became the 31st state of the Union in 1850. NBC was incorporated by the Radio Corporation of America. This day, 1926. 
This date in 2015, seven years ago today, Queen Elizabeth II became the longest reigning monarch in British history, serving as sovereign for 23,226 days, so 63 years, surpassing Queen Victoria. And that's the other thing. You know, we talk about the Elizabethan period. Well, we, we've, we're just closing the second Elizabethan mm-hmm. period in British history. Well, see, that's the craziest thing is that when you think about it, that who knows when the next time we'll have a queen. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. I mean, because yeah. you got, I mean, Charles, William, Charles, William, and uh, George, George, and unless George has a, um, only one kid that's a daughter, then George, they call his name George. Well, and Elizabeth wasn't even in the line. If it wasn't for Wallace Simpson, you know, we, they would have gone the other direction, the way that it was intended. So it, they took a real. Uh, hard left turn or right turn, depending upon how you want to describe it. Joe Theismann is 73 today. Tom Wopat is 71. Tom Wopat's birthday party. They lock the front door and make you slide in through the window. Hugh Grant is 62 today. Adam Sandler is 56. Henry Thomas is 51. You say to me, who is Henry Thomas? Elliot. Oh, the voice of E.T.? Elliot and E.T. Oh. The young the young man. E.T.'s best friend, Elliot, is 51 today. So we got to eat some Reese's Pieces? The one who Abs- rides the bicycle. Absolutely, yeah. Michael Buble is 47 today. Lauren Daigle is 31. Gone but not forgotten. Certainly not forgotten. Never to be forgotten. Colonel Harlan Sanders was born this date in 1890. Colonel Sanders. Shout out. Jimmy the Greek Snyder, born this date in 1923. Otis Redding in 1941. Well, I mean, the two Kentucky chicken colonels are him and, and Dennis Cook, right? Because when he awarded with that on this on this airwaves? Clearly. No, she's not Colonel Sanders. See, that's Adam Sandler's birthday today. Hank Williams, John Belia, number one in 52. I thought you were just going to take that to have an excuse to play first day of school since it's his birthday. Uh, I could. <laughs> maybe I have to watch, uh, maybe I have to binge watch Adam Sandler movies today. I usually average one a weekend anyway. I don't know what it is about grown ups. Like, grown ups is just always, uh, Kevin James. always a good one. Yeah. So many people. Yeah. I mean, between Chris Rock and David Spade. So good. Rob Schneider. Uh-huh. Rob Schneider's daughter's on too bad. War, Edwin Starr, number one in 70. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. <laughs> Let's go to 1988. We had this as a pep band song in high school. GNR. Great album. Like, can, I, can I play this without... I didn't play the riff. Oh. But you cut it off right as, right as it's starting. I get, I go to work about seven. It's a, it's a really good album. Reminds me of childhood. Listen to Sam. Sam's giving, childhood. Sam's giving it the old spoken word treatment. Luckily. Spice Girls 2 become one number one in 97. My senior prom. 
I'm forming a new boy band in the likeness of the Spice Girls. Oh, dear. I will be Old Spice. London Bridge. Is Terry Crews joining you? Fergie in 06. Yes, he is. London, London Bridge. London, London, London. London, London, London. This has been on the dance party playlist at our house the last few weeks. Does she know how to whip a nene? She does. She, oh, break your legs. Break your legs. She does a really, really good job, but I, I want us to learn it like we need to, perfect. See, and that's the downside is that since she's always at school, we can't bring her in here to do it live on air. That's right. Uh, but uh, the thing about Alea she loves about this video, I can tell she's intrigued. It's one thing to see Silento dance. It's one thing to see the cheerleaders dance, the student body. But when she sees the teachers doing the dances, do the stanky legs, she's like, teachers do the stanky legs? And she's just like... So what we're thinking, though, is this gets carried back to Miss Kristen Cook's class yes. at Clarkson. And well, so, isn't that how Superintendent Robinson starts every day? He stanky legs into his office? He just does break your legs. Because oh. that's what he threatens people. Oh. If you don't if you don't behave at school today, I break your legs. <laughs> I break your legs. That's that's what he says. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Uh, good luck to the Cougars tonight on the road at Butler County and uh, all the uh, teams in action this weekend. So hope you bring one uh, bring one home for your school and for your community. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. True happiness arises in the first place from the enjoyment of oneself. True happiness arises in the first place from the enjoyment of one's self. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know. London, 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 London.